This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Heartsong Herbs. Heartsong Herbs is a farm and apothecary based in Athens, Georgia. They are proudly part of a growing movement of regenerative agriculture farming that prioritizes soil health to grow beyond organic. Founder Dana Nevins produces herbal tinctures and beauty care products with the vigor and potency of plants found as they grow in the wild right outside of her door. This high quality herbal medicine is available in two ounce formulas that aid in everything from immune support to anxiety relief. Find Heartsong Herbs at various Athens retailers or online at www.heartsongherbs.com. That is www.heartsongherbs.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Paper Boutique. Being part of someone's special day is getting to be part of making lasting memories. At the Paper Boutique, inspiration and passion comes from the stories and personalities of their clients. Whether it's a business party celebrating a milestone, a baby shower for someone who has waited her whole life to be called mommy, or even high school sweethearts who knew that they would be together forever, the Paper Boutique create custom invitations for any and every type of special event including holiday parties wedding invitations baby announcements and save the dates please visit their online store at gtrbusinesssystems.com slash paper boutique or follow the link in the description below again that is gtrbusinesssystems.com slash the paper boutique or follow the link in the descriptions below. To the Cozy Bear Farms podcast. I'm your host, Dejan Yerby. I'm exhausted, as you can tell. Been out farming all day, but that's fine because that's just what I do. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about restaurants. So, last week we talked about farmers markets. This week we're going to be talking about restaurants. It, I'm not going to explain what a restaurant is. Everybody should know what a restaurant is somewhere where you just go buy food. Yeah. But for a farmer, a restaurant could possibly could uh, possibly be the biggest source of income you could ever make when it comes to vegetable farming. With a restaurant, you're going to be wholesaling a big bulk of your produce to a restaurant, and you could potentially make up to two to three grand a week if you're able to deliver that much. That's how important restaurants are when it comes to vegetable farming. They're a great source for you to be able to offload everything that you're trying to do or trying to grow. And the cool thing about a restaurant is when you have a person who knows how to cook and all that other stuff, they don't care if your stuff have holes in it. You can bring them that holy kale. They don't care because they're like, dude, we're going to chop this up. 
put some of this stuff on it, sprinkle salt on it like salt bay, and it's going out to the customer. We just want to make sure it tastes good. So restaurants are a big plus when it comes to farmers and finding a big source of income from them. Now, I know a lot of people are starting to face these, these challenges of a lot of restaurants don't want to buy from farmers. Now, we're in a new day and age where there's a super high demand for stuff and sometimes we cannot supply that full demand. It's not reversed now where the supply is higher than the demand. Now the demand is higher than the supply. And sometimes there are restaurants that are going to order absurd amounts of produce that a farm is realistically not going to be able to provide. And most times they are just going to call up a company that's going to send a truck down there and, to, and deliver all their produce because they need something every single day and they need this much every single day. And um, also they need to know that they can depend that this stuff will be here every single day. Just some and most restaurants nowadays. Now there are restaurants where they have a daily menu where every day they write something different on that menu. They work with the farmer, see what the farmer's gonna have. They're gonna write out their menu and say, we're doing this today or we're doing that today. Those are super high-end restaurants. And those restaurants, sometimes it can be a, difficult, a difficulty selling to them is because most times those restaurants can only buy from one farmer. You could be uh you could be looking for a restaurant and a restaurant can turn you away because they say they already have enough farmers on their books that they're buying from. Most of those high-end, high high-skill restaurants buy from maybe one or two farms. And because the reason for that is because when they're making their plates, a lot of times it's like one protein and a little tiny salad or like one protein and some weird puree or something. They're not really... They, they're not really selling big quantities of food like that. So when you go to these high-end restaurants, you are going to face sometimes when people are saying, well, you'll get this advice. People are saying, hey, if you have really good stuff, go to that restaurant, talk to the chef. The chef is going to say, I like your stuff better. They'll bunk out the other farm and start buying from you. The only thing with that is you need to stay on top of it and you have to be on your game because there's always going to be somebody behind you looking to do the same thing that you just did to them. So... Sometimes high-scale fine dining restaurants are not always the route to go because most times it is going to be more competitive in that lane. You can make a lot of money from that, but it is going to be super competitive with other different farms. I suggest when you're looking for a restaurant, oh, and again, too, if you're trying to sell to a restaurant and they're like, we don't buy from farmers, another reason for that is, too, because they probably went through something where a farmer was supposed to provide uh, something and they just didn't fulfill that order. And that restaurant, they're going to need that produce each and every day for whatever days that they're open. So most times restaurants are like, hey, this can't, this one hiccup of you might not have it is not going to be the reason why my restaurant fails. So sometimes they just don't even deal with restaurants, even if it's the high scale restaurants where they, um, change up their menu every single day. That's just the perspective from the restaurant side. From the farmer side, it's kind of like, hey, you know, we're trying our best to provide you with stuff. Can you please just work with us? But from the restaurant perspective, they have their own agendas. They have their own books. They have their own operation that they need to fulfill. So sometimes it's not always the best to go to a high fine dining restaurant. I suggest that you find a restaurant 
where they are selling high um, volumes of food, where they are selling huge quantities of food every single week. Um, and they do have a, a seasonal menu where it's not something where it's just stuck, where it's not something where it's just one thing every single day of the week is something that changes along with the seasons. I know a lot of people are looking like, what restaurants are those? Believe it or not, there's a lot of restaurants out here now that are doing that concept of we have a seasonal menu. We sell high quantities of food. We sell high quantities of food and we need to buy a lot of produce because of how much food that we're actually sending out. So there's one restaurant that I sell to. They sell... They sell so much quantities of food of because of the way that they uh, prepare their food. I can't even meet their full demands, but they like my product so much. They really want it. So I just sell them as much as I have. And they're a okay if I can't fulfill what they need every week. So, for example, when I talked to the restaurant owner, he was like, hey, here we go through 20 pounds of kale a day. And I looked at him and I was like, dude, that's 140 pounds a week. And he was like, yeah, and sometimes it's more than that. And he was like, do you think you could provide that much? And I was all like, no, dude, I cannot provide 140 pounds of kale a week. That's a lot of kale. And then he asked me, so realistically, how much do you think you could do? And I was all like, dude, maybe 60 to 80 pounds? And I was like, that's just for the week because it's just how small my land is. And he was like, done deal. We'll just buy up all your kale. And I was like, what? He was like, if you grow it, we'll commit to buy it. That's it. And I'll find another farmer to fulfill as much as I need. And if I still don't have enough, then I'll just call up a company and get the rest delivered. But his whole thing was, I want fresh produce from farmers. And if I have to buy from 20 different farms to fulfill this restaurant, I'll do that. And I was all like, is that like a new concept that restaurants are doing now because I never heard of that before. Granted, I was talking with him too to get information for this podcast and to also, you know, sort of business deals because I do things like that. He told me that concept is not new. That is a concept that's been used overseas, that has been used in other parts of the country. It is not a new concept. You just got to find those type of restaurants. And he explained the whole fine dining thing to me. He explained the whole, if you have like a, com- a, a, a commercial type of kitchen where they're just selling the same thing every single day. He told me all the differences and everything that you need to look for. And so I just pinpoint down like, okay, this is the happy middle where you have somebody that's like, I will buy up all your stuff. And you're just all like, great. I can't meet your demand. He's like, that's cool. I just want your stuff. He told me that there are a lot of restaurants like that out here now. And that it's up to the farmers to find those restaurants because he's been looking for farmers and stuff like that. And he's been struggling to find farmers. And he thought talking with me could also help him get into that door of the ag world in our community. And I told him, yeah, sure, man. If you sign this agreement that you'll buy from me and I'll just grow whatever you want, done deal with me. And he was really cool about it because he also said, too, I don't want to go up to a farm and tell them grow nothing but kale. I want to just say, hey, show me your crop plan. I'll If there's something on this list that we use at this restaurant, I'll commit to buy it from you. 
thought that was like the golden deal of the century. And I was like, all right. But when I went and talked to the other farms in my area, like the bigger farms, and I told them about this deal, they was all like, yeah, dude, I got like five of those deals up in Atlanta. And I'm like, what? And he was all like, yeah, man, there's like five restaurants that we sell to up in Atlanta that do that same thing. They buy from me and they buy from 20 other farms. And I'm like, wait, you can't produce 140 pounds a week? And I, yeah, I was saying like, you can't produce 140 pounds a week for them. And the guy looked at me and he was all like, dude, this restaurant that we sell to, they go through 200 pounds of kale in a day. And my mind just exploded on the spot. Thought my brains went out on his porch. I was like, are you serious? And he was like, yeah, dude, there's restaurants out here like that now. They go through so much food because of the way they prepare their food. And if they're in very high, um, if they're in like a very big population dense area, they go through so much stuff that they want to buy from multiple farms and they're able to do that because of the way that they operate and the way that they're able to structure their menus. And he was looking at me like, yeah, dude, I, we, we sell to one place. They go through like 300 pounds of produce in one day. We sell to another place. They go through maybe like 100 pounds of just of this, just one produce. We just said kale. We ain't talk about everything else. We just said kale. There's all this other stuff too. So I highly suggest that you look up in your area Look up restaurants that have seasonal menus, but are also selling stuff as like almost like a fast food restaurant where it's in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. But it is fresh produce like it's not being cooked in Greece or whatever McDonald does, <sighs> but fresh produce where it comes in and out. They're able to cook it in a way where it's healthy for you and healthy for the uh, customers and both parties are benefited. They're able to buy from local farms. The local farms is able to sell all their produce and everybody's happy. People get to eat good food. You get to brag to everybody saying, yeah, man, that, that, that was my kale up in that little salad. And they're like, oh, what is your kale? You get to brag. So I would be looking for restaurants like those if I was you. Now, if you are in on in with a fine dining restaurant, stick with the fine dining restaurant. If you are in with some restaurants or you have an in with some restaurants or if a restaurant um, took a liking to you, get in with them. Whatever, whatever door can open for you, take that opportunity. Don't waste it. Don't squander it because those opportunities can lead to even bigger opportunities. Now, if you don't have the restaurants reaching out to you, one thing you're probably going to be thinking is, how do I contact these restaurants? A lot of times people will go on YouTube and find these old videos of people saying the best way to contact the restaurant is to go to their restaurant between this time and this time when it's not packed and you can talk, sit down and talk to the chef and the chef can try out your produce and then the chef will figure out if he wants to buy from you or not. Those days are kind of done. The days are kind of done. When you go to a restaurant, usually it's open all day. I remember I had to make a delivery to a restaurant. It was at the same time that the old YouTube videos would say, yeah, go to this restaurant between this time and this time. They got ordered some arugula. I was like, yeah, man, I can deliver it right now because I'm thinking, oh, it's this time. This is when they're not busy, when they're not having lunch or something. This is the time that they said you're supposed to go and talk to the restaurants. This is the time that you're supposed to go and talk to the restaurants. Um, but when I went, it was, I want to say, when I went, 
It was super packed. It was during their lunch service, like packed whole room. And I was all like, well, this is not the time to come and try to pitch your produce to a restaurant chef right now because the whole restaurant was packed and they didn't have a back door. So I had to walk in through the front door. Yeah, I had to walk in through the front door and it was not that good. All right, I had to take a quick break because I got a phone call in the middle of the podcast. For some reason, my mom, who is a school teacher, called me in the middle of the day of her job for me to pretend that I was Santa or something because her kids are acting bad. But that's whatever. You guys don't want to hear that story. Um, but what I was saying, going to the restaurant at that time, it was super packed. It was so packed that it was like, this is not the best time to come. And it was exactly the same time that those YouTube farmers would say to come and to come with the produce. When I talked to the guy again, he was explaining, I asked him, what is the best way to get into contact with the chef if they do, if a farmer does want to sell to him? And he just flat out said, send me an email and we'll book a meeting. He was like, don't come into the restaurant because the restaurant could be packed at any time. He was like, especially if it's a restaurant where they open at like 10 o'clock and then close at eight. He was like, yeah, there's no good time. And he was like, before then, when they're trying to prep all their food, it's not a really good time just to walk up in there and say, hey, I'm a farmer and I have stuff. He was like, if you can talk to the front of the house, say, hey, I'm a farmer. I would, Can I get the owner or the restaurant's email so I can email them and book a meeting? He said, that's 10 times better than just straight up walking up into the restaurant with a box full of your produce. Set up a meeting beforehand so that they can actually talk with you one-on-one and you guys can sit down and really have a discussion and talk about what both of you guys would like to benefit from this partnership. That is the all-time best way. Especially if you have a friend or maybe there's somebody that works at the restaurant and you can tell them, hey, you think you could help me book a meeting with the owner? They will can they could probably help you or at least get you a meeting with the manager. Manager is sometimes best too. He told me that, yeah, you can talk to the chef, but most times nowadays the chef doesn't have that much say in where they're going to buy from or who they're going to buy from. That really does come down to the owner or the executive chef who's like part owner of the restaurant. So most times you're probably going to be talking to a manager or you're probably going to be talking to the owner of the restaurant most times or the head executive chef who does have a say in it. But most times nowadays, some restaurants don't have an executive chef like that that does have um, stock into the restaurant. Uh, But that's pretty much my advice on that. Uh, And again, you, you don't want to find yourself at a restaurant where it's super competitive where the restaurant can only buy from maybe one or two farms and there's already two farms on there that they're pretty happy with. And then you come in and they bump one of those other farms and now you're in there because now there's not really sustainability in that because if somebody else comes up behind you with cheaper prices and better tasting food, that guy's, the, the restaurant's going to bump you and then you're going to be back on the hunt again for another restaurant. So I don't suggest finding restaurants like that. Um, I suggest finding the restaurants that I just did a whole entire 20-minute 20 uh, 20 minute discussion on. 
I just would not go to those competitive ones unless they come and reach out to you or they have interest in you. I just would not be seeking out those type of restaurants, but that's just me. And it's, I know some people are asking now, but what about food trucks, food trucks, same thing, email them, contact them. Food trucks are going to be the same as that thing. They will buy from local farms, depending on what kind of food truck it is. You just need to sit down and have a meeting with them and see what they want to do. Food trucks are very fun to sell to. I have a friend that sells to about three different food trucks, and he said it's very fun for him because they're constantly changing their menu and everything that they do correlates with everything that he grows. And they don't need as much produce as like a restaurant would do. And sometimes the food truck doesn't operate every single day of the week. So he said it's very fun for him. He just sits back, gets the call, they order some food, he's happy. So think about that. Think about food trucks too. Or think about um small vendors that are at a farmer's market who sells uh, food. And they're looking to build up to get to a restaurant one day. You could potentially potentially be that first friend that they buy from and then they take you all the way with them to when they open up their fine dining restaurant and you're selling to them and you guys have a great partnership can do that too but thank you guys for listening to the show hit that like and subscribe button you want to donate to the show hit that donate link other than that thank you guys for listening cozy's out